Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Jim Laird here from Largo, Florida. Hope you're doing well today. Um, had a great, great weekend. The weather here is absolutely phenomenal. Um, we did a uh, uh, webinar. Dr. Stillman did a webinar on blood pressure on on Saturday, and we're running a special on our fundamentals of wellness with coaching. Uh, that's 50% off for the first month. If you want to get in on that, it ends at the end of the month. If you want to get on a, in on that, there's a link in the description. Um, and that's a, a program where you actually, we get, you get group coaching with Dr. Stillman and myself on uh, your health, your wellness. Um, and we found that most of the people in the medical practice just really need basic fundamental lifestyle change um, in order for them to get lasting results. And, um, there's no point in waiting on sitting on a waiting list to get started on that, to get in a medical program where you can just jump into a coaching program. We could get you started on that right away. And Dr. Stillman can also educate you on the questions you ask your doctor, what labs to order, you know, lab interpretation, all that good stuff. But, but lifestyle is the key, you know, no matter what you're doing, um, you've got to make decisions based on your goals um, to get yourself going in the right direction. So the plan is on the fundamentals of wellness with coaching is we're constantly going to be adding new content. And so we're going to be doing a chapter on blood, specifically on blood pressure that we're adding to the course. And we're, we're giving these, these webinars away for free weekly. Um, you'll be able to watch these as we film it um, as a uh, bonus for you being on our email list. So go over to stillmanwellness.com and just, uh, get on the website. There should be a pop-up. When that pop-up comes up, just put your email in there. That'll put you on our list. And then you'll basically get on Monday, you'll get a link to the webinar. Wednesday night, you'll get a link to the webinar. You'll get a reminder that the webinar um, is on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Uh, every week. And even if you can't attend it live, there'll be a replay where you'll be able to access it and watch it after the webinar. So, um, yeah, sign up for that. Get on our email list. And also, it's a great way with the, the powers that be censoring things the way they do. You know, we could disappear at any time. Uh, that being said, I'm backed up on Rumble. If you go to Rim Rumble and you search Jim Laird 44, and if you go to Odyssey and you search Jim Laird, you can follow me on Rumble and Odyssey. All the videos we do on here on YouTube are backed up on Rumble and Odyssey. So if we ever get... uh put in in YouTube timeout, which I'm in, in Instagram jail right now. So if you want to do me a favor, uh, go over to my Instagram, Jim Laird, G Y M. It's kind of a play on words. Cause my you know, even name is Jim. And then, so I named my Jim, Jim Laird, which is kind of funny. Um, you want to go over to my Instagram and, and fight the powers that be go over there and give me a like and a follow. And, uh, because of my, because of me sharing certain things on there, I've been, uh, I've been put in timeout. So that would be appreciated if you'd do that. Uh, let's see. The Monday Masterclass today is a really hot topic. Chronic fatigue syndrome, searching for answers, uncovering solutions. That's at 3 o'clock today. Um, you can also watch the blood pressure webinar we did on Saturday. Those links are in the description. So, And you can find all that on either one of our YouTube channels. So I hope everyone's doing today. If you're watching, please give me a like. That would be very helpful. Today's um, topic, and I'm sure you're looking at the title and you're like, how shape affects your health. And I'm not talking about like workout shape. I'm not talking about fitness that does affect your health. 
What I'm talking about is the shape of your structure and your actual skeleton and the strategy that you're using. So I got to go on a visit yesterday to uh, to meet with somebody who's uh, who were helping out with with headaches. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but I work with one. So um, one of my mentors, Bill Hartman, every time I go drive, I, I love driving because it's kind of like it's just kind of restorative for me, meditative type. Uh, I've always loved to drive. When I go on these long trips, I put on these podcasts and I was listening to a podcast by my uh, one of my mentors, Bill Hartman, probably probably one of my main mentors who's really shaped the way I think about things, um, mainly through the interactions I had with him with some of my own challenges and him teaching me about some of the strategies I was um, stuck in, so to speak. Um, he was doing some YouTube videos on basically how he's come up with his model over the years and his model of movement and, and his model of how the physical system works. And it's very interesting. He got a lot of the foundation of his model from looking at like what they did like a hundred years ago in the, in the literature and, and when they didn't have all these fancy MRIs and diagnostic equipment and all this stuff, they basically would look at people's body shape, like the shape of their skeleton, you know, whether their heads forward or they're, they're arched or, you know, they're shifted on one side, they would be able to look at the shape of the skeleton and like where they can get their air in their rib cage. Uh, and they could basically let people know, uh, you know, kind of what health issues they had going on. It was very, very accurate, believe it or not. But then of course we started coming up with diagnostic testing and MRIs and all these different things. You, you really can't make money off of uh, looking at the way somebody's standing or walking and saying, well, they've more than likely going to have this, 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 and this issue. Now, there's a lot more money in, in doing MRIs and, and all these other things. So your shape of your skeleton not only affects the way you move, the way you breathe, your nervous system affects the, the shape of your skeleton. And your skeleton is going to do whatever it can to breathe, no matter if it means crushing your spine uh, whatever you to get that breath in, your body's going to do whatever it takes. And so we'll see with a lot of people that do have like headaches, tension headaches, so to speak, incredibly toned up in the traps and the neck, they, they, they're walking around and you, you touch their scalenes, and, uh, you know, and a lot of them will get referral pain down their elbows and things like that because all the nerves run through here. And one of there's <clears throat> the main, the main, basic strategy that I see with, with, and this is not always, there's always exceptions, but there's two extreme strategies. We're going to talk about the two extremes and there's, there's all sorts of in the middle and there's no bad and like good or bad posture. It's the ability to not get out of a posture. That's the problem. The ability to switch back and forth in the posture that you're doing. Um, that's the, uh, the problem. Like when you lose the ability to turn, like if you, if you're really arched, and you have a hard time getting into flexion, that's going to have consequences, okay? Or if you're really rounded and you have a hard time expanding the front of your chest and, and opening up, that's going to have consequences too. And generally, the solutions that a lot of people propose for these problems are based on dead guy anatomy muscle, um, basically dead guys on tables, and dead guys on tables don't move. And so they'll say, well, we need to strengthen this muscle. We need to do this. And they take into no account of the fluid and the airs 
and the fluid shifting and the, the skeleton actually changes its shape, which has a huge, huge uh, impact on how the body moves and breathes. So the dead guy anatomy is very valuable, but it doesn't give us a complete picture of when someone's alive and full of fluids and, and can shift, you know, hip to hip and can shift air. And what happens is when you get stuck in some of these strategies. So one of the big strategies you see with people that I've seen observed over the years with people with headaches <clears throat> is so they end up with basically, so your rib cage is here. So there's two extremes. I'll, I'll, mine is the is the easy one. It's the extended arch really hard. I call it the J-Lo position. The ribs are up. The pelvis is forward. Okay. That's like the Hussein Bolt sprinter, power lifter, high force production athlete position. Okay. And people that are in that position generally over breathe. They generally are super toned up. They can't relax. They have a hard time exhaling. They can't shut off. Okay. And the solution for that is to basically, and there might not, you might need that strategy for your sport, but you need to be able to shut it off when you're done. So like getting into full flexion, hanging from a post in a deep squat, rounding over stability ball, breathing, driving air in between your shoulder blades, doing things in your training that don't drive you even further into extension. So adding some exercises in that help you stack the rib cage, um, Backwards bear crawls are really good for for kind of helping manage extension. So you're you can never fix any of this stuff. You just have to manage it, right? So you basically learn your type, learn your structure that you got from your parents, and then you have to learn how to manage your body and uh, basically decide uh, what trade offs you're willing to accept, right? And so um, the other extreme basic uh, posture is what we call the swayback or pooch belly, which is basically you're in an interior pelvic tilt on the, on the pelvis. So the pelvis is dumped forward. Okay. But the rib cage is actually collapsed inward. It's compressed because the guts are spilling instead of the everything like in the extension, the guts are spilling all forward and everything's forward. That's me, right? Dr. Stillman is more like this. Pelvis is dumped forward in an interior pelvic tilt. The rib cage compresses and collapses, and the body pushes the head forward. Okay. And what happens is, is all the guts kind of get squished down because the air of the chest can't expand and the air can't expand. When you breathe in, and that's why breathing, people cueing, breathe hard into your belly can actually make things worse for a lot of people. When you take a breath in, it should be front to back, to the side, the belly and the ribs should expand at the same rate at the same time. And then when you exhale, the belly goes in first and the ribs follow. And it, it's effortless. When you breathe in, it's subtle. The ribs just expand. Everything expands, not up, but out and forward. And when you exhale, it's not even effort. It, the rib cage just closes down and the air just comes out. Now you can do drills like long exhales, long inhales with pause, but you don't want to, when you inhale, you don't want to hear it because if you can hear it through the nose, that means your neck and accessory muscles are kicking on. So you generally want to breathe silently in and then exhale through the mouth, pursed lips to get that relaxation. And when you're just walking around breathing, you should be in and out through the nose very subtly, as little as possible. That's going to help tone you down. So in this 
dump forward position. Okay. People will put bands around their back and they'll tell people to strengthen their upper back. And that's going to, you know, pull it. They tell them to pull your shoulders back, stick, stand up tall. What does that lead to? That leads to them dumping their pelvis even further forward. And then they get their shoulder blades back, not by expanding their chest, but by arching their back. So they are, they basically are driving the, this pattern to get that right. And so they just end up jamming into their spine when really what they need to do is get on the floor and, and do some drills where the floor is acting like resistance and, and you're, you're able to fill up with air and, and dry. You can do this in child's pose too. You get into child's pose and you get back and you push your guts into your legs and you can work on expanding that front chest wall. Inverting people is a really good way to deal with this too. Like you get on a couch, you put your knees on a couch and you do like a half handstand or on your elbows. And this is a really good way to get those guts down and open the rib cage up in the front so that you can expand that so the head doesn't have to come all the way forward. So people will tell people to pull their head back, but what they'll do to do that is they'll arch driving that extended dumped pelvis even further. So a lot of people don't understand how shape affects their nervous system, how they breathe and their health, because the people, the people that are extended, they can't exhale. Uh, and so they can't relax. Now the people that are compressed in the front and tilted in the, in the front, they can't inhale. So it's like, I would compare it to having like an 800 pound gorilla standing on your chest. So that's a huge amount of stress too, but it's a different kind of stress. So we have to basically reduce their stress by opening the front of their rib cage up so they can actually take a breath in without struggling to breathe. And that forward head posture is basically the body. I, I need to be able to breathe easier. So when you see these old people at the store and their head postures forward, that's because they're so compressed through here and it's not tight chest. It's they can't drive air into the front, right? And a lot of people um, will, you know, will have these winging, these winging scapula, right? And they don't understand that if you have a flat T-spine, if your rib cage is flat in the back, a scapula is shaped like this. If you have a flat T-spine, that scapula has nowhere to sit. So it's going to, it's going to drift forward. And then all these frontal muscles have to like turn on to stabilize that scapula. But if you open the rib cage up and you give some space in the upper back, you can do quadruped stuff to breathe into the chest and breathe into open up that upper back and, and give some, a little curvature back there. That shoulder blade is going to settle nicely. And you can do that through exercise selection. And unfortunately, a lot of the exercises in bodybuilding and powerlifting are just basically constructed to get as big and strong as possible and as, as as much hypertrophy as possible with which leads to more compression so like it's like wearing a straight jacket if you put on massive amounts of muscle it's going to affect your breathing but it also can drive a lot of these strategies further down the path right so instead of being able to upwardly rotate your shoulder blades people will pull their back together and press and you know they'll press and they're getting above their head by arching and then they don't do a full range of motion they don't go all the way because one they can't because they're arching their rib cages in a good position so we want to like when we're doing presses and things like that we want to stack and we actually you know push-ups we want to actually move through the full range of motion and actually reach most people will do a push-up well one they'll pull their shoulder blades together they'll arch 
And so their pelvis is dumped to the floor and then they'll do the push-ups, and they won't extend and move the shoulder blades around the rib cage. So they're basically reinforcing that extended position. And then they're not reaching at the top, so they're not moving the shoulder blades. So the shoulder blades should come around the rib cage and then come back and around. And so they'll do these short push-ups and basically just teaching the scapula to stay locked in one position. And they'll do that on squats. And they'll, you know, they'll they'll have, you know, on squats, you're jammed together like this. And on deadlifts, you're you're arching, you're pulling your shoulder blades together. And we see people at the gym doing tricep extensions locked like that. And over time, your body's like, well, this is my default position. And you lose the ability to flex your spine and get in different positions. And then you you get into trouble, right? And then your body doubles down on that strong strategy and you have a hard time getting into it. So your exercise selection matters. If you're not a power lifter or a bodybuilder, there's ways we can, and I get into this in the fundamentals of wellness with coaching. I, I get into this on the coaching calls. There's simple ways. One of my favorite ways <clears throat> to adjust this is having people press on their back, you know, dumbbell presses on their back so that they're, you know, their, their low back is into the floor, their knees are bent or they're on the wall and they're pressing and they're, they're reaching with one arm and they're pressing with the other getting them to shift pressure from side to side. Another one of my favorites is just have people sit like they're doing a, like a, you know, like the Russian twist, you know, with your feet in the air, but I'll have them do it with their feet on the ground and they're seated. And that way they're not arched and having them do dumbbell presses like that, alternating going above their head. So they're shifting and there's moving as opposed to the typical bodybuilder, which is locked in and everything's done you know, with both sides and, and, and that kind of can drive a lot of those strategies any further. So we want to basically put people in a position that allows their biomechanics to move in a more efficient way and change the position of their pelvis, their rib cage to get people moving more efficiently and make sure we're giving people variability in what they do instead of driving the one strategy to have. And that's where like women get in trouble with squats. You'll see, um, you know, when I do an assessment on somebody, like do a squat for me. And a lot of people will throw their head back, they'll arch really hard, right, to get down there. And if I load that, I'm just going to strengthen that hard arch. And you're basically just getting your stability from, from basically structure, which in the long run doesn't end well. So I'll have people, you know, learn how to squat, put their arms out in front of them, even have them hold on to something, get a slight flexion in their spine. We don't want to load some, we don't want to load somebody like that but we're taking them from the extended to the flexed. So if we do load them, they can find somewhere in the middle so they're not cranking that real hard. And you can squat a lot of weight like that, but over time, there's gonna be consequences on your hips, on your knees, because when your pelvis is dumped forward and you're arched really hard, you're gonna have less range of, less ability to access your hips and your body's gonna start trying to get range of motion from other places. There's gonna be a lot more torque on your knees. Um, and so over time you see, that's why a lot of people quit lifting weights. Cause like my back hurts or, you know, the way they're pressing, you know, the way their rib cage, the position, the rib cage in puts a lot of torque down the stream, like on elbows and shoulders and wrists. So a lot of that we can manage by, by, by changing the shape of the skeleton. So, and a lot of people don't even understand that, that the skeleton can actually change and ch change shapes, right? Because of the amount of pressure and fluids that we have, um, in our body, people don't even, don't even think about that. They think the skeleton is very rough and rigid, but it's not your bones actually bend a lot, especially if you're doing any kind of high impact plyometric 
uh, sprinting type things, your bones actually bend and absorb a lot more than you would actually think. And there's a lot of fluid that's doing a lot of things that people have no idea about. So there's my little, my little rant for today. If anyone has any questions, feel free to put them in the chat, but, um, make sure you tune in to Dr. Stillman's Monday masterclass today. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Chronic fatigue is something that uh, a lot of people suffer from. And of course, when you go to the doctor, they tell you there's nothing wrong with you. So uh, that's going to be an interesting topic. You can go back and watch our, our blood pressure webinar. I think, let me look and see what uh, this week's webinar is. It's on blood pressure. I know that. It's on Thursday to get, if you get on our email list. <clears throat> this week's webinar is titled... Blood pressure secrets. It's on uh, the 28th at 10 a.m. That will not be on YouTube. That will be streamed privately on StreamYard, and you have to register for that. So get on our email list. We'll send that link out. You register for it. And like I said, if you can't watch it live, you can uh, watch the replay. So, and then of course, if you're in our courses, you'll be able to, to ask questions about it and all that good stuff. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to get in on the Fundamentals of Wellness with coaching discount, 50% off the first month, um, it, the link is below in the description. So have yourself a great day. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to get outside.